0: Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas Podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. Before we get into the show, as a reminder, you can find all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. And if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate a five-star rating. If you could leave us a review, that would be great as well. Thank you so much for listening let's hit it so mark did you hear the big news about paris las vegas that your beloved burger brasserie is uh, going away and uh, guess who's replacing it uh gordon Ramsay. <laughs> no uh, it's not giada it's not gordon Ramsay. not bobby flay i'm surprised because he has his burger places everywhere but it's uh it's guy fieri He's probably the cheapest of all the celebrity chefs, maybe with Caesar's. But isn't it time for them to get a new celebrity chef in their lineup? Like, it just seems like they're recycling the same ones over and over again.
1: Yeah, it's it's very annoying. And uh, John Ryan sent this to us, and he's like, "I guess Caesar's only wants to work with four chefs instead of being <laughs> innovative." Which this was a good restaurant, and it was it was usually pretty busy. Had good food. The milkshakes were really really good, which I don't think a lot of people know. know but. It's sad to see go. And yeah, what is the, like Vander? I guess you could throw Vanderpump in there. So there's five people that they want to work with, and that's it. Nothing innovative or new or unique. It's just, let's just slap this name on it and call it good.
0: Yeah, it's like McDonald's franchises everywhere. One of the great things about Vegas was the uniqueness from casino to casino. And if you start putting the same names and restaurants across all the casinos, it sort of takes away any of the special stuff. Although I was on the Carnival cruise ship. Uh, a couple months ago, they have the Guy Fieri restaurants there. The burgers are good. So uh, hopefully uh, it'll it'll be tasty.
1: Yeah, like Vegas loves to bring in the best from all these other cities. Why don't you bring in some homegrown stuff that started in Vegas? Bring it into the casino. Like, we don't need New York's Italian place. Like, what's the best Vegas one? Let's open that up. That's what sporting events and, and teams do. You know, they'll have a big stadium, and they'll bring in what's great in the local city. Uh, you know, like the best pizza place and stuff like that. So... It's kind of a shame that the casinos don't do that at all.
0: All we have is uh, pink box donuts. That's our uh, that's that's our uh, our homegrown brand. <laughs> so let's get into the show. We have a lot to cover this week, but let's start with Las Vegas Weekly, who had their I guess their Readers Choice Awards. So I, maybe we don't blame them for choosing this, but they named sure res- <laughs> they named Resorts World the best Las Vegas Strip casino. As Las Vegas locally said on Twitter, Resorts World is the best Strip casino according to Las Vegas Weekly. Disclaimer: By no stretch of the imagination is Resorts World the best casino on the Strip. It's certainly one of the nicest. It's not even the best the casino
1: on the North Strip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The best one's across the street at uh, at Wynn and I would argue that Palazzo and Venetian have a better casino. Although it's very nice, you know. Especially we have issues with the hotels, but we both like the casino. I think, but it suffers from being loud. You know, some other kind of strangeness there. But you know, it's yeah. The, nice.
1: the the ceilings are a bit low for what what i like um i do like like the lit up ceiling so it does look pretty but it just doesn't have a lot of you know feel to it it just feels very corporate very much like the the hotel like it's it's kind of bland there's not a lot of color you know basically the machines pop but the machines are so tall that it's almost like it feels like it's going to touch the ceiling so definitely not my favorite place to walk around for casino it's nice i'd put it you know top half for sure but number one no no way.
0: Yeah, a lot of people say it feels like a big, you know, shopping mall, and I, my biggest complaint is it's very noisy. Whereas you go to like Win Encore, it feels you know more relaxing, uh, but you still get sort of the action of the casino. I do tend to prefer those. I really love Palazzo's Casino, and for you know for vibe, I love Cosmos Casino as well. I would put all of those above Resorts World, but by no means is Resorts World not a nice casino. The other kind of suspect thing I saw in this Las Vegas Weekly list is they wrote it. Roberto's Taco Shop is the best tacos in Las Vegas. Now, I love me some Roberto's. It's that kind of food that you get at 2 a.m. when you're drunk and you need to soak up things kind of like Coney Dogs in Detroit. But by no means is a Roberto's Taco, which is like a deep-fried taco, or even their street tacos, are not the best in Las Vegas. Uh, I would say Tacos El Gordo, but there's a lot of other great taco shops that are better as well. So, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, I've never been there, so I can't comment. And I've never heard people talk about it like they do the other uh, taco places like Tacos El Gordo. So that's kind of surprising to see for sure. So
0: yeah, so take these Las Vegas weekly rankings with a grain of salt, but uh, I'll put a link so people can check out all the different, cause they rated a bunch of different things, not just casino and tacos. And speaking of Detroit Coney's Mark, you can hear my voice. I got what I call Mark voice. Cause every time we have a meetup, we just had one in Detroit with our uh, Patreon members on our miles and points side. And, uh, for some reason, I decided to be loud this time, and I got Mark voice at the end of the, uh, the meetup. So you know it was a good time in Detroit, and uh, it was fun seeing that. And I'll talk about MGM Grand Detroit in a little bit. But I wanted to follow up talking about smoking in casinos, because we made this bold prediction last week that smoking in casinos was going to be something going away, which is not a popular position to take. And then a study came out basically backing us up, saying that through the COVID pandemic, people's you know, tastes have changed and a lot of casinos have gone smoke free. In Detroit, for example, they're not allowed to smoke so they've created an outdoor smoking area. And they found that gaming revenues are actually higher along with other things like less maintenance, better you know, health for employees, things like that. Slot machines do tend to still make more if they're in a smoking area compared to a non-smoking area. But casinos have not seen a dip in business with uh, non-smoking policies and I think this study is going to, you know, it's going to mean that we see a lot of changes coming to the casinos and smoking.
1: Yeah, and I can say for like around here, there was always Caesars, uh, Windsor across the, you know, the border. It's a quick tunnel right away. And a lot of people would go there specifically because it was a smoke-free casino versus the ones, the three in Detroit that were very smoky. and, And when you'd go home, you could smell it. So I know they were losing some money. You know, doing that. And if you take away smoking, it's not like there's going to be another casino somewhere that offers it in the area if they all ban it. So if they do it together, I don't think there's any recourse. You know, I guess you could potentially, if one stays smoking, you might lose the smokers to that. But you know, they'll all go there and kill each other slowly,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, c three gaming is who made this study, and they say data from multiple jurisdictions clearly indicates that banning smoking no longer causes a dramatic drop in gaming revenue. In fact, non smoking properties appear to be performing better than their counterparts that continue to allow smoking. So, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's just I mean, something. I, it was always a myth. The right?
1: Did they go to Park MGM, though? <laughs> I think Park
0: MGM is doing okay. Uh, you know, it does. We do know that uh, that casino really struggles to have a vibe, although it struggled to have a vibe before smoking was banned there. So, it's not really the fault uh, of smoking. But is this like, this was like an urban myth. I think every gambler. You know, said, "Oh, I'll never go gamble if there if there's no smoking." And then we find out that they truly like to gamble. So if there's no smoking, they still go. I knew a lot of smokers said that about restaurants. I'll never eat out if I can't smoke, which is just terrible. I used to smoke. I quit smoking when I was like 22 years old, so I only smoked for a few years. But smoking while you're eating, it just it ruins the taste of everything. So I don't know why you'd want to do that. But I think people, it's just an urban myth. People uh, were balking, and now they're going to go. Gamble anyway, whether they can uh, smoke or not.
1: Yeah, you know where. Uh, maybe they should add smoking to help out. Maybe like Chris Angel could sell more tickets if he added some smoking.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll, they'll <laughs> ban smoking all around Las Vegas, but uh, then they'll blow out in Chris Angel shows, so they'll sell out. All the smokers will be there, and uh, yeah. So there you go. Now, so we talked last week about rumors that Plaza might go no smoking, and we knew there were some big changes coming to Plaza. Of course, they announced it like the day right after we recorded the show. Now, I did cut in most of the announcements into last week's show, but I thought we would go over it. Um, they're adding a carousel bar out on Main Street, which is where their circular driveway is right now. Um, that's a pretty cool concept. Uh, it kind of will do a better job of, I think, linking them to Fremont Street. Uh, you know, that big Slotzilla zip line thing kind of cut them off. So hopefully uh, by having people out on Fremont, that'll do it. Oscars patio, they're adding a patio for Oscars on the second floor. It's going to hold up to 225 people, and then they're building a below where the Oscars patio is going to be, and this is sort of where that defunct beer garden is, a 2,500-square-foot non-smoking gaming space. It's across the lobby from where the rest of the casino is, so it should be cut off completely. So they're going to keep smoking in the main casino, building basically a new non-smoking casino, plus a Pink Box Donuts. Shout out to Pink Box with a giant 3D pink donut entrance right on Main Street. Yeah, it's good to see Plaza getting some love.
1: Yeah, I think the Carousel Bar is a great idea. It looks really cool. That's a, you know kind of an iconic place on the old school light bulbs and everything that you that you think of old school Vegas. So that will be a really cool experience. I think I've never. Have you ever eaten at Oscars? Is it pretty good? I've I've heard, but I've never. I still never.
0: Actually... I have had drinks there. In fact, uh, Jasmine and I many years ago were there for martinis at happy hour and Oscar was sitting right behind us, but I have not eaten steaks there, but I've always heard, heard good things about it.
1: Yeah. So adding capacity there is a good move, I think, because it's, you know, pop, so popular. I will say, you know, hot take. I hate the zip line because because of the, those two huge things blocking, it makes it feel enclosed on Fremont. You lose kind of the views and I just don't think it adds anything. I mean, I know they make money off of people going on it, but I find it very annoying and I miss Fremont before they were there for sure.
0: Yeah, and of course the people, the old time Vegas people are gonna chime in now screaming at their screen saying they miss it before the canopy, you know, when you could just drive down Fremont. And so it slowly lost that that vibe. There was a uh, a fatal shooting on Fremont this week that videos sort of made the rounds and uh, I'm not gonna show that here, uh, but it's, you know, there's a call for more security for metal detectors. We know we've seen that for like events and stuff. Where they banned bags and, uh, but it does seem like, uh, yeah, it's gotten pretty bad down there in certain circumstances. And it was a, a tragic shooting; somebody killed, another person shot, yeah. and it was all caught on video, which is uh, is crazy. But uh,
1: yeah, right in a, you know, in the middle of the crowd, like who who does I don't know, like what happened to just fighting and then walking away, like why are we here? But you know, we've been saying for a while since the pandemic, Fremont is just kind of chaos. Like it used to be you know, more chill, relax, somewhere you go off the strip to, you know, get a different vibe. And now it's worse than the strip for as much as people that are packed in there. There's no space, feels very enclosed. Like I'll go down and go hang out at Circa and then I'll just leave straight from Circa. Like I don't really enjoy walking Fremont like I used to now in the morning and stuff. That's a different story. But at night, I don't really want to hang out there when I used to be like one of my favorite places to go in Vegas. So I will say like East Fremont, it gets a bit better when you get outside of the experience but yeah the experience is just you know not like everybody just goes there and stands around and it, it it's just asking for trouble for sure
0: yeah i think the fact that this shooting was caught on camera has brought a lot of uh, media attention to it so i would expect some changes to happen maybe beefing up security maybe you know doing that controlled entry with the bags with the metal detectors and uh, the important thing is for people yeah. to feel safe and uh, with people having weapons down there they're not safe
1: I I will say like Vegas media tends to bury stuff a bit to, you know, keep it out of the media. So with this blowing up kind of on social media, they couldn't really hide it anymore where you you won't really hear about this type of stuff. They'll mention it, but it won't be a big story like it should because, you know, they're kind of in the pockets of the (laughs) casinos. They want to get that exclusive access. And uh, so they'll they'll kind of sweep it under the rug, which at least, you know, this is, is out there and everybody can see.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a crazy video. All right. uh, I did want to talk about Lake Mead. We got some more. I mean, it seems like every other week we're talking about some disastrous Lake Mead stuff. So we'll talk about that in a second. I did want to remind everybody we do have a partner cash freely. And what they've done is they've put together all the best cashback credit card offers. So you can get cash for your Vegas trip or whatever you want to spend it on. It's a free tool. And they always show you the best offer, whether it pays them a commission or not. And we have a link down below in the description. You can sign up, try it out completely free. So uh, we really love them and uh, give it a try. Now, Lake Mead is draining. You sent me a picture of this boat and the picture was taken like a year ago, right? And you could see the boat had surfaced. It was like a boat that had sunk at some point, but there was still some water around it. And then now this year, a year later, there's no water in sight. Like the, the water's receded so much. And uh, the Southern Nevada Water Authority is sort of chiming the alarms. I guess when Lake Mead falls to 895 feet, That's when disaster looms because they can no longer take water from the river and send it downriver. And right now it's estimated to be at, uh, by next year, 1,014 feet. So as they put it, we're like 150 feet from 25 million Americans losing access to the Colorado River. And it's going, the crazy thing is they keep having to revise their estimates. It's going down faster and faster than they thought. Uh, Right now, 9, 10 feet a year, but it could be accelerating. So even if it's nine or ten feet a year, that's what 15 years before it's all over. So I guess they're going to mandate some uh, some heavy restrictions.
1: Yeah, I, I I think that estimate is is not great because <laughs> because you look at that picture and just like within a month or two, it's you know dropped quite a bit. So I don't see nine to ten feet. Like it seems like it's going quicker than that, and it seems like their estimates are always oh this is what well be- oh wait we messed that up. It's it's worse than it than you thought, and you're hitting summer season. So I think it's going to, you know, go even quicker with pools and everything else and just the natural evaporation and everything. So I don't know. When's the last time you guys had a big rainfall?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is, right? The, you know, they, they say climate change, but whatever's happening, it's a much drier than it's been historically. And that's causing uh, this, you know, it's, it's not just in the desert down in Nevada, but it's up in the mountains in Colorado, you know, upstream on the river, it's drier everywhere, less snowfall, less water coming down and, you know, consumption keeps growing, right? I mean, even though in Southern Nevada uses only a fraction of that water, consumption from California, from Arizona, basically from everywhere continues to increase. The water level goes down. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's, it's a problem. I, I admit like a year ago, I didn't think it was a problem. I was like, oh, you know, they, they used to say we had 70, 80 years, but it seems like uh, they're chiming it's to the alarm 70, bills. 80
1: months maybe. Yeah, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Yeah, maybe uh, we'll we'll sell you some water up here in Michigan. I I could use a bigger beach, so let's sell a couple hundred million gallons and move it along.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we just got to figure out how to get it through the mountains, and uh, then we (laughs) can do it. All right, so did you see this video on Twitter? Somebody this last Friday, you know, speaking of casinos that uh, we love to rag on, uh, but this last Friday at 8 p.m., so prime time, right? The strip is packed. He does a walkthrough of Virgin Hotels, the casino there, and it is empty. Like, you could... Yeah, I mean there's a a person scattered here and there, you know, a couple of people at the bar. The Betfred sports book still not open after all this time. I don't know. They I guess they haven't got their license for that. I don't know why Virgin doesn't just, you know, license out to like William Hill or somebody else at this point. But the casino's still dead. The pro- property's still struggling. You know, it's a nice space. I I don't know. I mean, Hard Rock was always busy, so, you know, what do you think it is?
1: Yeah. It's weird. I think they just messed up at the launch. You know, that was such a big thing and people were excited that the property was opening again and they didn't have it ready. The, the food was a mess. A lot of the stuff wasn't open. The pool wasn't even open. So you basically got all this, these bad reviews right off the get-go, you know, the, the walls were bare in the, in the rooms. You didn't really need to do a lot with this property. It was already, you know, one of the better properties and people really loved it. You killed the pool you know, all these things, you just did it poorly. And then if it would have been somewhat seamless at launch, then I think you would have got a vibe. But right now you don't have anything going for you and it just gets worse and worse. It's almost like, you know, I kind of want to go there now because it's so dead that it's like a relaxing getaway. <laughs> so you hit that's this their selling point. Days. That's their market. That's their marketing yeah. campaign. <laughs> yeah. Like a staycation they're, they're a, the staycation place Or you go for the strip for a few days and you're like, all right, I need to like decompress before I go home or whatever. That would be a great place to go for a few days. It still has a nice pool. It has a good Mexican restaurant. It has the cool shag room lounge. So you got that stuff. And you can sit at a table and not have to, you know, fight elbows with anybody. There you go. There's your selling point. We suck so much that we're good. There. (laughs) There you
0: go. There is a lot of like in the comments on that video, a lot of people still saying the machines are tight and stuff like that. I haven't gambled there, so I don't know, or I haven't gambled there at least recently, so I don't know if that's the case. But it certainly was when they opened. A lot of people said that back then as well, so that could be keeping people away. But they need to do something. They need to open it up. They need to change the vibe of that place. I don't know what needs to be fixed. I, you know, I I, I don't know have the answer, but don't paint uh, the
1: ceiling black. That would have been uh, number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So did you hear that Elon Musk's Vegas Loop got full approval? Now, it might be confusing because the Clark County, which is where the Strip is, had already approved the Vegas Loop. And so that's where most of the stations are going to be, obviously, on the Strip, Allegiant Stadium, stuff like that. But the city of Las Vegas just approved it this week. So that means you'll get the Stratosphere station. The stations downtown. I think Slotzilla there's going to be one at uh, Circa as well or Garage Mahal. So you're going to have both ends of kind of the Fremont Street. So this is good news. I believe they now have full approval for all of the what is it, 29 miles worth of tunnels and 51 stations. As of right now, they only have 1.7 miles dug, and that includes the Resorts World extension that's not even open yet, and they said that that'll open by the end of this year, even though it was supposed to be open like a month or two ago. And uh, yeah, they say that there's going to be some service, passenger service on the Strip by 2023. I don't believe that for a second.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't either. Maybe they'll Maybe they'll find some water when they're digging around down there, though. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Hit a a, a new spring that hadn't been
0: discovered yet. Um, Yeah, I mean, I do believe it's going to happen. I think Boring has the funding to do this. I just don't know that the time frame makes a lot of sense that they're going to be able to have this done. There's some cool things on the map, though. You have Caesars has their own loop within this, which will be all their own casinos in its own kind of dedicated tunnel. So that'd be kind of cool to be able to kind of hop between their casinos without having to go on the wider loop. So there are, I mean, when this is done, I think it will be a good system, but it's still going to be limited. It's not, you know, this you isn't the future. do think that's going right? to add
1: to problem? Like you're going to have all, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to struggle, especially if they're having people still drive these cars. I don't know. I don't know. Are you going to be able to fit enough cars in there to make it, you know, move somewhat quickly? It just yeah. seems it's going to be a mess.
0: An accident would really <laughs> mess them up. You know, that's, yeah. you know, I think on a one mile system at the convention center, they've, I haven't heard of any accidents and that's good, but when you start adding, you know, the complexity of 29 miles, 51 stations, it could, you know, we could see traffic jams other things. I think they really do need to start developing bigger vehicles that can hold more people and uh, perhaps automation as well. Hopefully that's on the, the books, but I know it's going to launch with just these Teslas, which, you know, it's, it's going to be limited. This isn't the future of transportation, but just think of it taking all those Ubers and everything and putting them below ground. That's going to help traffic. It's going to help a lot. People who are naysayers in that way, I think that they're kind of short-sighted. But revolutionary, no. It's just tunnels under the city. But, you know, it's going to be something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it will help It'll help out a lot. It will help me because I'll be in the Uber and I won't have to sit in traffic anymore. So that will be good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, I'm going
0: to have a whole video coming in the next couple weeks about MGM Grand Detroit. I just stayed there. Uh, You've stayed there quite a few times. I actually had a much better stay than perhaps you did because you've had dirty rooms just about every time you stay there. And my room was spotless, and I just stayed in a regular room. I had—I talked about it last week. I had a seventy-nine dollar comp, or average of eighty-four dollars a night. Seventy-nine one night, eighty-nine the other. Um, love that pool area, Mark. Uh, I love that whole like spa area, steam room, and you know whirlpools. And Ellie was heartbroken because they don't allow kids in there, so she was very, very upset uh, with MGM Grand Detroit. But I loved it. I, I've been in the casino before. I like the vibes there. So I'll have a full video doing a tour of the whole property for people in the next couple of weeks. But I wanted to say I left there really, really loving that hotel. Much more than I expected to. So uh, props to, to your hometown of Detroit and MGM Grand. Pretty cool property.
1: Yeah, it's definitely the most vaguest uh, feel of any of the Detroit casinos. You know, the, the circular casino with the center bar and all the restaurants on the outside around and they have a good selection of of restaurants in there too uh like tap and, and stuff like a lot of the ones that you'll see in Vegas are are in the MGM Grand Detroit and I will say the public areas are very nice in the hotel you know I I will my rooms had crumbs and dirt and stuff but that was last summer you know just coming out of covid and struggling to find people to work and all that stuff so it seems like maybe they got the staffing issues. Uh, corrected for your stay, so that's good to see. But yeah, beautiful property. I really did like the room designs, but it was just you know a little bit, <laughs> just some potato chip crumbs all over the place for some reason. I don't know who walks around the room eating potato chips <laughs> everywhere, but that's what happened.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking for. It made me really want to try to get out of my way to go to the one in Massachusetts. I've been to the to the uh, one in DC National Harbor, but not stayed at the hotel. So uh, yeah, I really kind of want to give those places a try because I liked the luxury feeling. I, I put it on Twitter uh, that it gave me, the casino obviously feels like Vegas to me. The hotel gave me slight Macau vibes. And our friend Han, who loves to go to Macau as much as I do, said very slight Macau vibes. He, he gave me a little shade there. <laughs> like maybe maybe I'm stretching a little bit with that. But uh, yeah, it was really good. Did it used to have a buffet? Because now they have like a food court plus they have a food hall. And so I felt like that was a little redundant, but, uh, you know, th- that's probably the one downside is that there's not a ton to eat there anymore.
1: Yeah, they did have a uh, a buffet over there, so now it's just kind of like a, a food court area. And then they had, like, Wolfgang Puck has been there, um, the Tap Brewery, slash, which has huge pretzels, uh, which is pretty good and stuff. But, yeah, they used to have more to offer, I think, and they've kind of downsized it a little bit.
0: But the best part is the free sodas in the casino but stick around they'll have a whole video, a tour, a hotel review, you'll see the rooms. yeah why doesn't see? Vegas do that cheap? cheap <laughs> the M used to do it in <laughs> Vegas. Uh, it didn't last very long like maybe a year. They used to have the just like in Detroit the the soda fountains and, to do uh, enough some people other to like
1: go up there and just sit there and like walk in and drink and not gamble that, that it's a problem. I, I guess
0: I mean or you know I don't know I don't know why they took it out, but maybe somebody can let us know in the comments i'm sure maybe somebody has some insight into why they took that out i've seen them in biloxi as well so it's fairly common it's not uncommon for casinos to have the sodas Um, but uh, yeah maybe uh, people know why uh, the m resort took it i think that's the only one i've seen it in vegas
1: we charge for alcohol so that's where they make it up i guess (laughs) oh there you go there you
0: go all right well let us know what you guys think about anything we talked about today Uh, leave a comment don't forget to smash the thumbs up subscribe to the channel let people know we're here As a reminder, you can also listen to the show as a podcast, although we prefer people watching it here on YouTube where you get all the visuals. And you can find all of our Vegas stuff, our posts, our videos, our podcasts at mtmvegas.com. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Talk to you next time. See you next week.